Hey everyone, welcome to A Quick Shot of Romance. I am Becky, and joining me for this episode is Leah. Hi, Leah. Hi, Becky. Um, so I don't know how we say about this episode. This is one of those where Becky saw a TikTok and it lived up to the hype. It did. Well, let's first start. So Becky saw a TikTok of these adorable covers and this really interesting series name. And it kind of spiraled from there. It did. So on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, we are reviewing Her Favorite Jack-O-Lantern by Rebecca Rennick. This is book two in the Gummy Bear Orgy series. And let me just say, now you know why the the series caught us. So, and to be all honest, I I actually read the blurb for this. Oh, did you? Yes, because I thought for sure, well, for for the first one, Pinky. Mm-hmm. Because I thought for sure with a series called Gummy Bear Orgy Series that these were going to be Gummy Bear Shifters. Well, Gummy Bear Y2 Shifters at yeah. that. Yeah, like I well, had and, so many different things in my head. Well, and so Becky posted in the Discord and it just spiraled from there because you never know what's going to happen there. But you did message the author also. I did message the author and told her how much I really loved this book and thought it was really great. Um, But also I had to tell her that I thought this was going to be a completely different kind of book. And she was like, oh, I might have to write that. Yeah. And honestly, like she'd have a whole slew of people who would be willing to read it as well. I'm also the person that made everybody read the door shifter romance. So it's fine. This is true. This is true. Um, so we'll link the synopsis of this book on our on-the-shelf show notes at buzzingaboutromance.com. Uh, the release date for this was September 5th of 2023. Tropes. Autumn-themed, like this is all your Halloween vibes. Mm-hmm. Uh, close proximity neighbors. Grumpy sunshine. This is a holiday romance, seasonal, holiday seasonal romance. Mm-hmm. Instant attraction, meet cute, opposites attract. He is an un, um, what's the word? He's a protector, but it's an unexpected protector. Well, and he's not like unconventional. That, he is unconventional because he's not that possessive growly protector. He's like the swoony, sweet protector. He's so swoony. Mm-hmm. So swoony. Um, this is a rom-com and it is small town and he is also a veteran. And there is some childhood crushing happening. Oh, yeah. Sally crushed on Jack when they were in school. Um, I keep telling everybody this book is if Wednesday, the TV show on Netflix, Mm -hmm. met 16 candles and they were both grownups. And not sociopaths. And not sociopaths. (laughs) I keep telling everybody that's that's the vibes of this book. It really is. But that is a caveat you have to add because there are no, well, there is a sociopath in the book, but it is not either one of the main characters. It isn't. Um, The series is the Gummy Bear Orgy series. These are absolute standalones. It's first person dual point of view. Put out percentage was 46%. But there was some heavier petting. Well, there was a scene at like, 30% or something like that that you're like oh it's gonna happen and it doesn't but I was okay with that I was okay too and there is no third act breakup in this no there is not um so our hero is Jack and our heroine is Sally which 
how perfect for a holiday romance for a Halloween romance through Jack and it, Sally. It really is perfect. And they actually reference like that whole like name thing later in the book. Oh my god, that did was so read- funny. But I have a question before we get into this. Did you read the epilogue? I did read the epilogue. Okay. I because there's the thing in the epilogue about Jack and Sally, and I'm like, Becky better have read this epilogue or I'm gonna be real mad. No, I did read the epilogue. This was one of those books where I totally believed in their HEA. Like these two were meant to be together. And I liked that oftentimes I'll tell you that to be a romance, we have to have some miscommunication. Like miscommunication is synonymous with romance, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. This book, the author kind of teased miscommunication, but both the hero and the heroine were so much more smarter than that. Yeah, they were. In in the way this book plays out, they're so open, they're so honest, they're so welcoming to like each other's personalities that I, that is one reason I love this book so much. I really, yeah. So Jack is absolute book boyfriend. He is, he's returning home after eight years of serving in the army. And, um, he left town shortly after graduation, but there was a catalyst that was moving him in the direction of the army at graduation of high school. Initially, he didn't really have plans for his future. He didn't know what he wanted to do. He planned to go to college and figure it out. Well, and he even is like, I was an asshole. Like, he was pretty much like an asshole. Like, he drank, he slept with like people. Like, he was that stereotypical jock in high school. And what had like something happens, which I feel like with this one, you need to read the story to see like what was his driving force. And it, it really, like, he went to the army and his entire outlook on a lot of things changed. Like, he had so much growth from, like, the character that he could have been to the character he actually was. Yeah. He also comes back, and, and I think that this was really important for him to have left and had that life experience. Mm-hmm. Because he comes back to the small town with his eyes wide open. And he doesn't fall back into who he was previous. No. Like he is different. He is a different person than he was. And he doesn't, you know, I also felt like it was really great that the author. So oftentimes when we get a veteran hero or heroine, they come back with PTSD and baggage from their time in service. Mm -hmm. And that's used as angst and storyline and reasons for things to happen the way they do. Right. And I'm not saying we don't need that rep, but that's not every person's experience that leaves the military. Well, and this one too, like he can't, he's coming home and he's a little bit lost. Like he doesn't know what he's going to do next. And a lot of times, even with those people coming home that don't have the PTSD, like they have a purpose, like they're going to come home and do this and this and this. He's like, I don't know what I'm going to do next. Right. And I just liked that he came home because his family was ready for him to come home. Mm -hmm. And he decided not to re-up his time in the service. And I just liked that he came into this with fresh eyes, but no extra baggage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that works in a rom-com setting. Well, I think it works in the rom-com, but I think it gives that perspective that not everybody who goes 
to war or goes into the service comes back damaged. And that is a really important part of it that I think the author was smart to make that decision. Yeah. And I also think that it, so, and Sally, I think has enough angst and PS, PTSD to, well, let's talk about the Sally. So, so go ahead. Sally is a lover of Halloween. She loves all things Halloween and Halloween all the year long. She drives a freaking in- hearse. So fun fact, I know somebody who used to drive a hearse, like a hearse, like he bought it, like to drive around. But you know, I was thinking about it. It's kind of like a cab. It's like a truck car, but with a cab on it. It it really is. It is a car truck without the cab Yeah, or with the cab. But I, but honestly, like, I was like, that's so cool because I've only known of like one other person that ever drove a hearse around. And he was a pretty cool dude. Like when I knew him, but yeah, so Sally loves Halloween. Like her house is like the Halloween house. She's an interior decorator and she has decorated her house. But the way that the author describes it, it's really tastefully done. And like, she makes smart choices and I just thought it was such a cool perspective because there are people that that's their reality. Like they love the holiday so much. They want to live it 24 seven, but being that person kind of makes her the weirdo of town. Well, it makes her the weirdo of town. And it also, she doesn't have a lot of acceptance from her family. So you know how oftentimes when we have a full figured heroine, we get Mm -hmm. the body shaming mother and sister, right? Well, for this book, we get the holiday-shaming mother and sister. I hated them. I hated them, and I really hated the sister and how she doesn't... Because So the sister has a little girl, and Sally just loves her and Mm -hmm. lights up every time she gets to see her. But the sister's a bitch and doesn't let her see her because they don't think Sally is... um, A good influence. Or acceptable. She's not acceptable. And it really, the way the author writes the story is it does make you look at your small town, at your surroundings, and realize that you often snap judgments. And Mm -hmm. that was something that kind of was great when Jake or Jack comes into the story. He doesn't jump to these snap conclusions about Sally. Well, and he actually, so when he first comes back, he's meet like he's met like one of his good friends from high school who like they've stayed in contact and he was like talking about Sally and he's like, like silly Sally or whatever they called her. Yeah. Silly Sally. Silly Sally. And like before Jake, Jack, Jack. no, I, I know, right. It. Sorry, Jack. Well, I have Jake Ryan stuck in my head now. Same, same. But so like before Jack even like re connects essentially with her he's like why why are you making fun of this person for enjoying this thing like he makes this decision like before they even really meet that he is not going to pass judgment on her until he meets her to see like is she this silly girl that everybody's talking about or are they just being judgmental pricks well and their meet cute was so funny she realizes the cute boy that she's had a crush on her whole life is moved in next door to the rental property and she decides to take him cookies and she knows that eight cookies is the perfect amount to take to a single person which i loved uh-huh. her whole reasoning on this um there's like yeah there's a whole diatribe about it she takes him the eight cookies. He answers the door in a towel. And she is so 
obsessed with him and freaked out. She pretty much throws the plate of cookies at him and runs away and then watches him from the window. <laughs> wow. But so they, they both do that, though. And he's like an early riser. He runs. He works out. So she creeps on him while he does these things. But as the book progresses, like he creeps on her yes. as well. They're so cute. They were just so cute. Um mm-hmm. I do think one of the things that made me really mad in this book, the way the author wrote it was she doesn't win the pumpkin carving contest. Like she has embraced this holiday. Like she lives and breathe it. And the, the town has this huge whole month long celebration of Halloween, but they still shun her. Mm-hmm. Well, and my thing is like, she creates these amazing pumpkins and decorates all these freaking businesses in town. But yet she like, so Jack enters her pumpkin secretly because she has never like the time she did enter her pumpkin, she never won. So she just gave up and she's like, I'm not going to win because they won't vote for me. But it's like, they pay her to decorate their windows with these amazing pumpkins. And like, but they don't vote for her in a freaking contest. Yeah. Um, there were some great side characters in this book. Her friends, his sisters, they mm-hmm. all win. Um, yes. But there was one human piece of trash in this book. Mm-hmm. And we did need her because she provided the angst yes. to keep the story going. But I see you added some notes about her. I said she's a waste of human space. She's a trash person. Like she's such a trash. trash person. Like she is not a good person. She's not nice. But you know what? It what like comes around, like goes around because she gets her she gets like, her comeuppance. Yes, yeah, she does. I could not think of like the wording, but she gets it in the end. She, because Jack is a is a swoony protector and will do anything for Sally, even if she doesn't know about it. And yeah. One of the she things deserves that. One of the things I thought was interesting that the author did with this book was Sally has just been beaten down so much that she just accepts that this is how the world perceives her mm-hmm. and she's okay with it. Like yeah. she isn't trying to change herself to fit into their world Mm-mm. and she's not asking them to accept her. She just moves along in her own. Well, and I think that's a really important thing in this book is she, she is who she is. She is okay with who she is. If you do not like her, that is fine. If you do not accept her as she is, that is fine. Like, yes, it is. It makes her sad that people do not, especially her family, don't accept her for who she is. But she has two amazing best friends who love the fact that she is who she is. And she, like, she doesn't shy away from that. And I think that's a really important message in this book. It's like, be yourself. Like, be who you are. Yeah. It doesn't matter what like the other people think because she's not, she's not mean. She's honestly like, she's one of the nicest freaking characters. Like I've read too. Like she's so nice. So nice. And the way the author writes her is that your heart, you want to give her the blue ribbon for the, um, for the mm-hmm. pumpkin carving. And you want to scream at people in the face that, she can decorate your windows, but you can't vote for her pumpkin. Like what the freak is wrong with you people? Mm -hmm. But Jack does that for her. Like he defends her. He tells people like they're being stupid. And I appreciate that so much, which is why he is such a good book boyfriend because he 
stands up for her in a way that nobody else ever did. Yeah, I will say, so let's talk a little bit about, because this author is fairly new. Um, Mm -hmm. I think this is like their fourth book. I think they have a duet and then one Mm -hmm. other of the Gummy Bear Orgy books. So they're a fairly new author. Mm -hmm. And there was some pacing issues in the book, particularly at the end, it dragged a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the things that I really liked that this author does is she uses descriptive, like in the way people are dressed Mm -hmm. to help kind of define their characteristics and who they are as a character. Like if you think of the description that she uses for Sally's sister and how she talks about Jake sees her in her crisp khaki pants Mm -hmm. and her perfect neat pulled back hair like it It makes me think of somebody with a stick up their ass right no idea what fun is like they're missionary with lights off type of people they are and like only once a month yeah but it was absolutely like that the author the way the author did that using their their clothing choices their hair choices their their movements as ways to define the type of person and character they are, I thought was Mm -hmm. really well done. I thought so too. And in the book itself was very Jack and Sally heavy. So like there was, there were some moments where it's, it dragged a little bit because you're like, do we really need these like minutia of details in it? But the book itself, like it was, Jack and Sally were the bread and butter of this book. There was there was side character interaction, but like 90, 75% of the book was them hanging out yeah. and like creating this relationship. Yeah, it was a character heavy book. So if you like a character forward book, then this is absolutely mm-hmm. going to be a book you're going to love. Um, but I do think you have to give a little bit of grace that this is a newer on the scene author and pacing yeah. and stuff will come as the more that they write. But I absolutely think that if you love Halloween, mm-hmm. even if you're not someone that dresses up, but you love Halloween decorations okay. and stuff like that. I don't that, even really like Halloween, but I love this book. Like I could do without Halloween. This book but has all the, the trick or treat well. Halloween vibes that I want, mm-hmm. you know. Without it being anybody shifting from one thing to another. Well, no, and there was no scary trick-or-treating vibes to it either. No. But, like there is a moment in a fun house that like. Well, there is a freaking bat content warning. There is a freaking bat. Okay. So Sally has a pet fruit bat, but Jack is terrified of it. I I'm actually fucking terrified of, of it. I thought of you when I was reading it. I'm terrified of it. And I wasn't even on the page with it. <laughs> um. Anyway. Yeah. If you have a book you think we should review for a quick shot of romance, send us an email to thebees at bookcaseandcoffee.com and we will add it to our TBR. Leah, thanks for reading um, her favorite jack-o'-lantern with me. It was a delight and I am excited for more books in this series. Yeah, I can't wait to see where this author goes because this was so fun. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of fun. And each color is going to get their own book. So there is a Mm -hmm. pinky book out now. This is the orange book. I know that there's a turquoise coming, so, right? Your favorite color? Anyway, um, thanks for hanging out, Leah. Of course. Um, Until next time, everyone. Happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. 
If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 